Family, our message title today is, There is no distance. And I pray that as we, we come to the end of the teaching, you will understand what I, what I mean by there is no distance. And this morning has been so incredible to know that, that God can just reach us from a, from a place of, of not having any sound, of, not, of actually not knowing what to do, of pulling out hundreds and hundreds of cables thinking that we can fix the situation. There's no distance. God gave Moses a voice to go and speak on his behalf. God opened Paul's eyes. Not so that Paul can see through his own eyes, so that Paul can see through God's eyes the world. Because the eyes of Paul were the eyes that looked at Christians saying, I'm going to murder them. Those were the eyes of, of Saul famine. But when God opens up our eyes, He changes our whole perspective of who we are. This word of God is the same word that called Mary Magdalene by name. The same way He called us in this morning by name. The same way He called you this morning by name. Whether you want to know it or not. God has a moment for each and every one of us where He wants to go the distance where he wants to stretch us out his hand. And he wants to say, Come here, my son, my daughter. I will take you with me. I will be your father. And I will show you how your worship will look like. Amen. And family, we know that that everything started with the Word. We read it in Genesis 1. We know that everything, this church, uh, this, this calling, that everything that is happening here started with the Word of God. It started with a calling from God. And what is keeping this church alive and what we saw this morning is God is keeping this church alive, family. God is building His kingdom in ways that we cannot even think about. His Word is the Word that created heavens and earth. His Word is the Word that, that breathes stars, family. Now, if we want to talk about distance, family, we want to talk about light years. We want to talk about how far the galaxy stretches, how many light years the galaxy stretches, family, the Word of God will reach you where you are. I can promise you that. If the Word of God can create galaxies, I promise you, He will come and fetch you in your chair today. 
He will stretch out His hand today and He will pull you up and make you a worshiper of God. And family, by that I don't say that we, we're not going to have any troubles. By that I don't say that there's not going to be bumps in the road. I believe that there's bumps in the road so that we can just slow down sometimes. So that we can just focus and turn back to God and let our knees rock the ground in surrendering. Amen. I spoke to the team just now. I said to them, listen guys, don't worry about all the eyes. It's not your fault. God ordained this morning to be specifically this way. I truly believe it. With everything in my heart, I believe it. And a breakthrough family is this. A breakthrough means that something first doesn't or has not to work. That doesn't sound great. But this Afrikaans coming out now. A breakthrough means that something first didn't work. And we had to break through to get to a new place of worship. Amen. Amen. Oh, family. I'm excited about the word today. Are you? I'm so excited. I want to start with this. And please hear my heart. I couldn't really care for where you are finding you today. I couldn't care about the mountain you are facing. I couldn't care about the storm that is approaching your ship. Don't get me wrong, family. We are praying for you. We know that there's bumpy turns in our life. But I don't care for what the devil wants to try and do. Because I know who is in the ship with you. Family, and I want you to know who is in the ship with you. His name is Jesus. And no matter how that ship might be rocking, no matter how rough the seas might get, I don't care about that. Because God has already triumphed over that storm. There's already victory in your life. There's already victory in your story. And family, believe me, there are people sitting here today whose boat has been rocked like you cannot think. I know this for a fact. And we can count ourselves very much grateful for what we have in the Lord. You see, family, God dreamed about you. God thought about you before He created you. God had, God had a dream of creating His own children. He, he had this vision in His head 
telling himself, wouldn't that be awesome to create mankind in my likeness? God thought about this dream and He thought about this. Why? I believe God thought about creating you because there was a vacancy in heaven for worship. If we think about it, family, and I want to get too, too far ahead, but there's a vacancy in heaven for worship. And God created each and every one of you, each and every one of us, to fill that vacancy. Genesis 1 says, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. And then in Genesis 1 verse 2 it says, but the earth was void. How God doesn't make something that is void, family? You see, what happened was, between Genesis 1 verse 1 and Genesis 1 verse 2, the devil was casted from the presence of God. There should be a Genesis 1 verse 1 and a half in between there. And when God casted the devil from his presence, that's when the earth had a void in it because the devil was stripped of everything that God made him to be. And we're going to talk about that in a moment. But no wonder the devil is so out to get us. I mean, no wonder the devil is, is so much against us because he got fired and we got hired. I mean... And we all know, family, that it was the inequity that cost Lucifer his place in worship. There was pride rising up in his heart. There was a comfortability in who he is that rose up in his heart. There was a, a boastfulness of who God made him to be. That cost him his focus. That cost him his worship to God. And as, as he went on to, to boast so much in himself. The word says in Ezekiel that there were a lot of inequities that was, was, that was found in him. First it was just one. Then it was a lot of inequities. And so there was a vacancy that had to be filled in heaven. And that vacancy, when we look at the papers, and there's a job that presents itself, our job that presents itself is in the Word. And it was when Jesus spoke to the woman at the well. Our job is this. The vacancy that has to be filled, family, is this. And our Father is calling us by name. Each one who is willing to worship God in spirit and in truth. Because such is 
the worshippers God is seeking. I mean, that is your that is your job description, family. That is what God wants you to step into. And family, if we want to talk about applying for a job in our modern day, we most of us get to a place where we rock up to our computer and we start putting some stuff down for our CV. Isn't that right? And when we create our CV, we, we put everything on there. We, well, I haven't done a CV yet, but we put everything on there to, to persuade that business owner to hire us. We put all our qualifications on. We put our first, second, third, fourth name on there. We put everything on there. If we have two surnames, we put that on there. If we have three phone numbers, we put that on there. We put on there what we did in grade four as a class captain. We put in everything family because we really want that job. We really want to fulfill and fill that vacancy. And so we go for an interview if, you, if you're so lucky to get that interview. And we're going to have an interview in just a moment. And we'll get to that. And our interview is so that we can persuade, we present ourselves not with flip-flops, A nice buttoned shirt, maybe a suit. We present ourselves exceptional before that business owner. Amen. And then it is the wait for that callback. <laughs> saying that you got the job and that your application was successful. Now if we want to talk about CV's family... I want to talk about someone who had quite an incredible CV in the Bible. And this is, this is not to make him great. I want, to, I want to put that out there. But this is who God created this person to be. Ezekiel 28, verse 12 to 15. Son of man, take up a lament concerning the king of Tyre and say to him, This is what the sovereign Lord says. This is what God says about Lucifer. You were the seal of perfection, full of wisdom. Not halfway, full, not 90% full, and perfect. In beauty. You were in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone adorned you. Carnelian, chrysolite and emerald. Topaz, onyx and jasper. Lapis lazuli, turquoise and beryl. Your settings and mountings were made of gold. On the day you were created, they were prepared. You were anointed as guardian cherub for so I ordained you you were on the holy mound of God you walked among the fiery stones 
You were blameless in your ways from the day you were created till wickedness was found in you. Now family, I, I don't know about you, but if someone rocks up with that CV to my door, I would probably hire him right up until that last part. You see, family, the devil had quite an impressive CV, specifically designed for worship, specifically designed to protect the worship of God in heaven as a guardian cherub. And we need to understand this family. We need to understand what, what God is, is searching and is, is looking for in our hearts. But there was wickedness found in the devil. And so God casted him out from his presence. And then God said, Who better to hire than my own children? Amen. That's amazing. John 4, verse 23 to 24. And like I just said, But the hour is coming, and now is, when the true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit, and in truth, for the Father is seeking such to worship Him. So we understand, family, that there is a vacancy that has to be filled. And we know that according to John 4 verse 23 to 24, that time is now. And I don't know about you, but I hope that you still remember what happened this morning. The time is now that we need to step up as true worshippers. And I believe where the devil went wrong, not just in being prideful and boastful, we need to make sure that we worship God in spirit and in truth. Our worship should be one which is raw, putting everything aside. Making sure that God takes the lead in our worship. Because as soon as we want to take worship in our own hands, God is going to cast us out of His presence, family. God is going to cast us out of His presence if we want to take the lead of our own worship and of our own lives family I don't know about you but that rocks me to my core to think that every minute of every day if I step into my life taking the control of what I think should happen. Of how I think my worship should look like. God is going to say, no, no. Not in my house. That's not why I made you. I did not made you to worship me on your terms. I made you to worship me on my terms. I made you to worship me in spirit 
and in truth. Amen. And now, when we see the CV of, of Lucifer family, I think immediately, I look to myself and think, how do I measure to, to what God originally made Lucifer to be? How does my CV look in comparison to that? I mean, precious stones adorning him. How does, how does my CV of life measure up to that? And we might think that, <laughs> that we're not good enough. Family, we might think that or, or we discredit ourselves right from the start from actually applying for this wonderful opportunity of worshiping God because of what we did three weeks ago or a year ago or how my life history is looking at. God says, I don't care about that. God says, all I want is for you to understand that I want you from this day forward is to worship me in spirit and in truth. Amen. You see, family, you can have the best CV in the world. You can have the CV that was the devil's CV. But if there's wickedness found in you, that person is not going to hire you. If someone rocks up to a meeting with me doing a job application and he is a liar or he steals money or I'm not going to put him in charge of guarding my business who's going to do that no one is going to do that family no one is going to tell someone that it's okay for you to be and manage and God, not just be God. My business, if you are a thief. But our CV family is 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 tucked away in in a lifetime of rejection. Our CV is tucked away behind a lifetime of wrongs, and I believe that many people have come to this place, family. To not even apply for the job. Because we think that we're not qualified. I want to tell you today family that you are a qualified unqualified. If that makes sense. It made sense to me. You are a qualified unqualified. So the question now is family is what qualifies you? So we know that there's a vacancy that has to be filled. We know that that vacancy has to be filled right now. In this time, in our days, right now. We know who God wants to be that vacancy that has to be filled. We know what the job description is. 
So the question is, what did God say about you before life started? Because I believe that if we don't know why God made us, and if we don't know why we are put here on earth, then we will misrepresent the one who made us. Amen. Genesis 1 verse 26 to 27 in the NIV. Then God said, let us, and I think that's quite interesting, let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness. That's not singular family. God was speaking to someone. God had a deliberation with someone before they created us. Do you know who that is? Who says Paul should be imitated? The same way as he imitated him? Jesus. God and Jesus had a conversation about us. They were discussing who are we going to call for this vacancy? And they said, let's do this. Let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, because who better to God something that is precious and wonderful than your own children and your own likeness so that they may rule over the earth the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky over the livestock and the wild animals and over all the creatures that move along the ground now family i want you to understand this listen there's so much locked up in genesis 1 god says his likeness means that we can rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky, over the livestock and all the wild anima animals and over all the creatures that move along the ground. Family, the Word was with God and the Word is God. And who is the Word? The Word is Jesus. So whenever you get into the ship and the seas get rocky, know that your likeness, the likeness of God lives in you, which means the Word lives in you, which means that you rule over your circumstances. Oh, come on, family. It means that wherever you are in your life, because of who God ordained you to be, has triumphed over every circumstance in your life. And then in verse 27 it says this, So God created mankind in His own image, in the image of God, He created them. Male and female, He created them. Oh family, that's just wonderful. That is amazing to know that my CV 
of life has the image of God on it. And that is enough said. I don't have to put on my grade 4 class captain report. I don't have to put on what I did three years ago, how much I messed up. I don't have to bring any of those things and ask God to give me this vacancy that has to be filled. God says, son, daughter, you are in my image. And that's why I will give you this job of worshipping me. I don't know who needs to hear this today, family, but what I've just shared with you is your CV of life. What I've just shared with you is your identity. What I've just shared with you is knowing that God loves you so much that He wants you to represent Him in His likeness and in His image. That's why He created you. So if you feel today that you don't belong anywhere, if you feel today that life uh, is, is, is not for you, and I, and I say this with, with sort of a, a sadness family, but if you feel that life is too much for you to be, I want you to understand that God made you in His image and in His likeness. Because I said, family, if we don't understand this part, if we don't understand for why God made us to be in the first place, then we are going to misrepresent Him in this world. We need to get back to the beginning, family. And so why are you necessary? Why did God even go through the trouble of creating you? God made us to worship Him, family. And if you need rescuing today, if you want God to rescue your identity today, He's going to have an application meeting with you right now in what we call salvation. We're going to do a song And I want you to listen to this song knowing that knowing that God wants you to strip yourself of any identity you have formed in your life. God wants you to strip yourself 
of anything and anything that you think you have done wrong in your life. Ole. God wants you to make sure that as we sing this song, you are open for Him to rescue you. Amen. Can we do that? All right. You are not hidden There's never been a moment You were forgotten You are not hopeless Though you have been broken Your innocence stolen I hear you whisper Underneath your breath I hear your SOS, your SOS I will send out an army to find you In the middle of the darkest night, it's true I will rescue you there is no distance That cannot be covered Over and over You're not defenseless Oh, I'll be your shelter I'll be your armor I hear you whisper Underneath your breath I hear your SOS, your SOS I, I will send out an army to find you In the middle of the darkest night, it's true Middle of
Heavenly God will rescue you. In your darkest of nights. In whatever you might face right now. God's call today is this. There is no distance. No place where you can hide. Nothing you have ever done in your life that will prevent me and stop me from loving you. God's call is today is this. He says, I want to reach my arm out to you. He wants you to reach your arm out to Him and apply for the job of worshiping. And family, if you want to apply for that job today, if you want to fill the vacancy which God has called you to step into, right now is your time. Right now is your moment to strip yourself from your earthly identity and put on Genesis 1 verse 26 to 27. Because that is who God says you are. God wants you to worship Him with that identity. And so if you want to accept God as your loving Father, as your protector, as your shelter, as the one that will send armies and armies over and over, as the one that will fight for you no matter how many times we mess up. If you want to accept the God that opens the blind eyes, if you want to accept the God that calls you by name the same way He did for Mary, the same way He turned a murderer of Saul into someone that imitated Him in the name of Paul family, if you want to accept that God now is your time and family if you feel that you have done that already if you feel that you, you think you got it covered I want to tell you family get back to your knees God is calling us back to our knees in surrender and stay I'm going to pray over us. And if you believe in that prayer, family, at the end of it, I just want you 
to just acknowledge what has happened today in your life. And you might ask me, why do I have to acknowledge it? Family, the Word says in Romans, if you will not acknowledge me even before men, then I will not acknowledge you before the Father. Father, today, we acknowledge that without you we are nothing. We acknowledge that all that we need in our life is you. We acknowledge that you are our shelter. We acknowledge that there is a vacancy that has to be filled, Father, and we put up our hands. And family, if you want to put up your hand right now to fill the vacancy of worship, God is asking you to do so right now. Father, here we are. Just the way we are. You know our hearts. You know our life. <coughs> you know that we think that we are unqualified. But your word says something different. Father, and we want to take that promise today. We want to take what you have first said over our lives. And we want to make it our identity. And we want to put that on our CV with our job application. And we want to become sons and daughters of you right now. Holy Spirit, I pray that you will fill each and every person that is sitting here right now, revealing to them that they are a son and a daughter of the Most High. Amen and amen. And family, if you have just gave your heart to Jesus. I want to congratulate you in your new job and welcome to worship where it's not our plan, where it's not what we want to do, but where God wants to lead us in. Amen. I mean, family, I know it's been a long, long morning. I know that there's been some bumpy roads. I'm going to leave you now with that. And um, bless you. Bless each and every one of you. I pray a blessing over your life during this week, over your children, over your family. And enjoy this week as a true worshiper of God. Amen. Amen. Thanks very much, family.